0: Hey everybody! Welcome to the show. Coming up this week, Walt Disney World releases a new free dining promotion. Opening dates are announced for Soarin' Over the World, and the Skipper Canteen at the Magic Kingdom may be going undergoing a menu change. I'll have a minor rant on that a little later. Uh, also, the team had a chance to experience the After Hours event at the Magic Kingdom last week, and we're going to talk a little bit about that, and we'll tell you what we thought of it. All that plus roundtable wrap. All that plus roundtable rapid fire. <laughs> Coming up next, from the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida, this is The Diz Unplugged. This is The Diz Unplugged, episode 882 for the week of April 26th, 2016. The Diz Unplugged is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect Disney vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show, coming to you live from the Bob Barley studio in Orlando, Florida. I'm your host, Pete Werner, joined at the table this week by my good friends, John Majai. Hi, everybody. Kevin Close. Hi, everyone. Teresa Eccles. Hello. Julie Martin. Hi. And back in the production nook, our producer, Craig Williams, hello, along with Steve Porter, the departing Steve Porter, his last show, and of course, the newest member of the Diz team, our associate producer, Oliver Green. Hello. So welcome, everybody. Hope you're having a good week. A couple things uh, I want to mention in housekeeping uh, before we get started. Uh, First, uh, this coming Thursday will mark the eighth anniversary since our dear friend Bob Varley uh, passed away. And uh, we've decided to do a little memorial on next week's show for him. So please be sure to tune in for that on Thursday. Uh, if you could just uh, keep Bob and his family uh, in your thoughts and prayers. Um, it's hard to believe it's been eight years uh, since since he since he died. So um, just wanted to mention that. Um, also, we have been inundated with questions as to when we're going to start taking signups. For the Mega Meet for the 10th anniversary, and I am happy to announce the answer to that question, is tomorrow at noon Eastern Time. You can sign up to join us for what will be a, I think, a pretty memorable weekend. Um, it's way shaping up right now. And uh, that is going to be the weekend of uh, July 22nd through the 26th. What, you'll, what you I, don't think so? I don't know what the details are. <laughs> when she's,
1: in, she's in shock. No, I'm in shock.
0: I'm excited. Wait until you see what Teresa does. Well, we've been, oh, say, we've been saying for months that it's going to be the 22nd through the 26th. Oh, I know. I'm just but, um, excited. Yeah, you guys don't know what we're doing for our 10th anniversary show.
2: You're going to tell us?
0: I am going to tell everybody (laughs) in just a moment. Okay, cool. But um, sign-ups are $25 per person. 100% of that gets donated to Give Kids the World. 100% of everything we raise during this weekend is going to be uh, donated to Give Kids the World. Uh, This is just to sign up and join in the festivities. We may have some extra things that you'll be able to sign up for that will be extra. But this is just for joining us for the weekend, $25. You'll be able to sign up at noon, at noon tomorrow. We'll have links on the show notes page, disunplugged.com. We'll also have them on the Diz and everywhere else we can think to put the links. So with that said, <clears throat> the reason I'm now comfortable going ahead with signups is because something that we have been working on for a few months, I wanted a special venue To be able to do our 10th anniversary show. Um, Our show for the 10th anniversary will actually be on the 10th 10th anniversary, which is uh, July 25th, which is a Monday, at uh, 1 p.m. Eastern, and will be held at the Cirque du Soleil Theater at Disney Springs. So... We've got the Cirque du Soleil Theater for our 10th Are anniversary Are we wearing
3: leotards? I, I call the the drapes. I want to arrive by drapes. <laughs>
0: oh, okay. <laughs> Here you go. Um, very, very excited about that. It's an amazing venue wow. uh, for us to be able to do. Very, very special show. So very excited about that. Uh, we're also going to be doing things throughout the weekend. We'll be announcing those as time goes on. But to sign up, just head out to disunplug.com tomorrow at noon. And or like I said, the Diz will have links on Facebook, every place that we can think to put links, but that's where our tenth anniversary show is going to be, the wow. Theater. That's so cool. cool. Um, Got to uh,
2: practice my little hoopy <laughs> twirly
4: thing. Hoopy
0: twirly thing. Hoopy yes, because I'm sure they're so happy to hear that you'll be joining them for the performance. For the hoopy twirlies,
3: I do know that the New England Diz folks are um, planning a scavenger hunt on the monorail on sunday afternoon and i know that they have a sign up going for that too
0: okay it will have links to everything make sure i put links to everything in the show notes page for that and uh, of course we have uh, great rates available uh, for rooms for that weekend as a matter of fact i believe they're also allowing people to book
4: pre and post nights uh, as long as they're available at that same rate we had someone who booked up to five nights uh, after the event At that same rate So
0: that's pretty cool Yeah And the rates are amazing The rates are so good We're not allowed to say What they are Wow um, yeah,
2: Where rich. are they at That's though. how good
0: they are They're at uh,
4: Contemporary I, can't, I don't know the whole list Of resorts But we have a nice so variety day. We yep. have
0: moderates yeah, I know Port Orleans French Quarter In Riverside I know the contemporaries on there I think the Beach Club Is on there mm-hmm.
3: The list is up on center. the thread On the Disboards. Oh I'll have to look it, at, look it up You and me <laughs> both It's not like we're Hiding it from you <laughs> Okay
0: so, so yeah, we're planning, uh, we're planning a fun weekend. We'll be doing a lot of things in the parks with members of the team and other fun stuff. So, um, tomorrow, noon, Eastern Time, you can sign up, join us for the big event, which is going to be the 10th anniversary show at the Cirque du Soleil Theater in Disney Springs. So, very, very exciting.
4: I think it's important to note that there will be a limited number of seats available at the live show. 11. <laughs> That's exactly right So you're going to want to make sure you sign Sounds up Sounds like a Disney promotion <laughs> Sign up for the live show um, Just so you secure your seat But you don't necessarily have to go to the live show To come to the other stuff It's not an all-encompassing thing
2: But you got to pay the 25 bucks to get to the live show Correct
0: Well, I would hope anybody that would participate in anything that weekend right. Would pony up the 25 bucks for Give Kids the World So
3: I'm not paying, by the way
0: It's in your contract.
3: Is it? It's a writer.
0: All right. So that's what I have. Anything else for housekeeping?
3: I do. If you're interested in joining us in Italy and Switzerland at the end of August or on a backstage magic at the end of October, we have a couple spaces left available for both. Don't miss out. Kevin at com. Okay.
0: Anything else for housekeeping?
5: Are you going to talk about the shows?
0: Oh, you know, that would be nice, wouldn't it? How did I completely forget about that?
5: Take it Why don't you it? talk about the shows, Craig? Uh, we have a Disneyland show. Something happened. Something will happen. Uh, Something same Disneyland goes related. With connecting with Walt. I know what's happening on Universal Show this week because <laughs> That's a first. we're doing the topic that we didn't get to do last week because uh, we're, we're frantically trying to get ready for our uh, deluxe resort events that we kind of teased couple weeks oh, ago. Oh, yeah, we got to so. mention
0: that. We had yeah. said we were going to release that yesterday, and I made an executive decision over the weekend to postpone it a week because we needed a little bit, wanted a little bit more time to just polish it up a little bit. I wasn't really happy with where it was at because Craig is not good at his job. Mm-hmm. I'm kidding. Um, we were just wanted the extra time. Yeah. So next Monday, next Monday, our focus on the deluxe resorts will begin, and we'll be also releasing a special contest. You can win a stay at a deluxe resort. Maybe some other stuff. I don't know. Depends on my mood Monday. We'll see. (laughs) So, uh, the Disneyland show this week, every Sunday night, 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Mixler.com and, of course, goes up on iTunes every Monday. Uh, Michael Bowling and guest Chris Linden discuss the history of Disney music. That's the show that is up right now. And, uh, Craig, what is it you're going to discuss Thursday on the Universal Edition?
5: Uh, we are going to do our review of The Eighth Voyage of Sinbad, the oh right, extremely popular stage show at okay. Universal's Islands of Adventure. No one loves that. Huh? Don't even.
2: Oh, please. I think I went one time. Yep. <laughs> I might have enjoyed it. There were it's men without shirts never... swinging around, right? Yeah, sure. Okay. No. I remember are an
3: OBT.
5: <laughs> no, it's going to be a fun one. So right now, Oliver's the only person who seems to have any sort of attachment to it. So he's British. He's we're gonna—they
3: <laughs> don't know good entertainment. Yeah, we're gonna put him oh, in a place really Oh, oh
1: man. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, please, by all means, offend 18% of our audience.
3: As they said on TV last night, Great Britain gave us the Beatles. But you also gave and us And as
0: previously blood. mentioned, Kevin at dreamsunlimitedtravel.com.
3: Can you feel the tension? Really? I
2: can I feel, feel the tension. Do you feel it? Do you feel last it? Last week was tense. It was, it was tense. I had to watch it five or six times we to find the We all needed Xanax when we were out.
3: <laughs> People have too much time on their hands. Why, were, were like we like tense this, last week? Apparently. <laughs> and oh, then the one week, there was a big thing about the Band-Aids. And there was some there was some nefarious reason that the band aids were on the counter, and I was like, "No, I cut my finger. I needed a band aid, and Pete had one."
5: So, and when that happens, we need to remember the Coke can that got placed all around the room, and gone? that needs to come back up someday.
0: Oh, just maybe we'll get a new Coke can. No, the same one. <laughs> I don't even know. Do we still have it? So it's somewhere.
3: Ew. Coke <laughs> cans are illegal, aren't they? Well, that's something else. I <laughs> um,
0: of course. uh, dreams unlimited travel podcast uh, this past monday was a q and
4: a question and answer we did actually a pretty hefty segment on becoming a travel agent and becoming a dreams unlimited travel agent so for those of you who always ask how to become a travel agent to work with dreams unlimited perfect show for you, you need to watch it you should watch it <laughs> i said you know all the criteria that you're supposed to be doing
0: <laughs> that is currently up on does and also on youtube.com slash dreams unlimited travel Next week will be the deluxe uh, resort show. Mm-hmm.
4: Yes. To coincide with the deluxe coverage you guys are all doing, we did a special show on booking a deluxe resort at Walt Disney World.
0: All right. And is
5: there anything yeah. else? Uh, connecting with Walt. Do you want me to read that one off? Please do. Okay. So on. Sorry, the, I'm not
0: more prepared in my script.
5: No, you're good. Um, on the final episode, we'll have a Connecting with Walt for <clears throat> April. It'll be back again in July. So a couple months off here. But. Uh, We will be discussing Roy Disney, who in our story is now in his mid-70s and is leading Walt Disney Productions, the construction of Walt Disney World, and the construction of the California Institute of Arts. So we will take you back to the completion of these projects, the opening day of Walt Disney World, and the end of Roy Disney's long journey.
0: And then we'll be back in July. And that goes up Friday. Yes, Friday. Awesome. And as I mentioned uh, at the top of the show, uh, final show for... Steve Porter. Gippy. Yes, it is. Junior. He's shuffling Very off funny. to Salt Lake City.
6: Yep.
7: Good right. for
1: you. Yeah. Oh, good luck. I mean, the you know, journey. I'm, I'm
7: really sad to be leaving, but I'm excited. New adventure. A little scared because, you know, it's, it's unknown. scary. But, yeah, I'm excited.
1: You should be. I'm excited yeah. for you. And I'm not even moving.
7: <laughs> Actually, I'll bring this up now just because I think it's kind of cool. I was cleaning out my backpack because I'm trying to, like, make room to pack up my car. She and in the bottom of the backpack, I found... My uh, Hershey meat tag oh. And I hadn't seen it since That was the first time we met That was the first time that me and Pete met So very cool Wow. wow. Yeah. And us
1: too Corey <laughs> reminded me fan. on the stairs <laughs> Yeah the very,
7: Actually yeah Julia and Corey were the first people I met Because I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to get into the event And I came up to uh, Corey and Julia and I was like Do you think if I pay even though I didn't sign up I can still get in And they were like
1: yeah just try. So Does his, his
2: voice go up high like that when he asked. Do you think if I pay? <laughs> you think? I'm gonna no. miss you, Peter Brady. What am no. I gonna do?
7: Oh. You know many of my nicknames came from you.
2: I know,
3: I'm sorry.
7: That's she nicknames
1: okay. everyone, it's okay. You
7: yeah. haven't given this one a nickname. Yeah. Oh just Matt. Give
6: yeah, it time.
2: True. Give it time.
3: I think his name should be shouldn't doesn't clean out backpack often enough. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Is that his dances with wolves nickname? <laughs> Does it be a name?
0: His Indian name, John. Uh, Dream someone to
4: <laughs> Native American. Oh my gosh!
0: <laughs> well, we're gonna miss you, Steve. Thanks for an hour or so, and then
4: really, and we'll,
0: then we'll forget
7: all about
4: you, yeah. really. Steve Really,
7: it already so, has. Ollie, <laughs> Steve's still gonna be uh, writing articles there for us. So, <laughs> yep. So I'll be around in some form or another. What did you okay. say?
2: I said, so she, he said something shiny will come along. And I said it already has. Ollie's here. <laughs>
7: <laughs> but yeah, I'll be around in some form. I'll be writing articles and awesome. I'll probably still be on the boards and everything. So
0: probably. Yeah. No, I will. Okay. All right. So that is going to do it for housekeeping. We'll throw it over to Johnny with the news.
7: All right.
4: Our first news story: Walt Disney World releases free dining promotion. Walt Disney World has released their highly anticipated free dining promotion. To be eligible for the discount, a minimum of a two-day park hopper or water park fun and more tickets must be purchased as part of the package. The travel dates included in the promotion are August 23rd through October 1st of 2016, November 15th through November 21st, November 26th through November 28th, December 10th through December 21st. Guests booking a value resort will receive the quick service dining plan. Guest booking moderate, deluxe, and deluxe villas resorts are eligible for the regular Disney dining plan. Um, there are some exclusions to this, including resorts, uh, and there's actually very limited availability. This offer must be booked by July 8th, 2016. And there's also a room-only discount released for the same time frame, up to 30% off room-only reservations, August uh, 26th through November 5th of 2016, booked by August 31st. Just want to say, what a nightmare <laughs> <laughs> this was. Um The most limited availability we have ever seen. with Very, very limited, limited. Oh, my gosh. Must have been one room at resorts. At some resorts, it must have been one room. So um, people all over the boards were complaining about the wait times on the phones. We certainly experienced it. This was a debacle, for sure. And
0: a lot of people, yeah. I I mean, a lot of people, I don't think a lot of people are understanding that just because there's an availability at a resort doesn't mean you're going to get this... This promotion. They literally block a certain number of rooms at the resort that they say, okay, this is really what we need to sell, but we want to leave these rooms open for room only or whatever whatever they're doing. But it's not like, you know, it's not run of house. These are not run of house discounts. So people are like, Oh, I'm getting availability, why can't I get the free dining promotion? Well, that's because they've run out of rooms.
2: And just because you already have a reservation doesn't mean you can switch it over to free dining too if there's no availability I've run into that a couple of that
0: times that is true <laughs> yeah it's um, I, I'm starting to think that Disney is just you know they, they put this out there because people are gonna say well I can't get free dining but now I'm excited about going to Disney World so I'm just gonna book the room anyway is what's the what's the mentality I think but, this is
4: this is the avail- this is the opportunity for them to put out a promotion so now they've got a promotion out that says free dining this sounds great. But when you go to book it, there's no availability I so also you-
3: think Disney is very fond of creating hysteria Where mm-hmm. there needed to be none um, We re-released 2017 Cruises At the drop of a hat last week, 10 days ago If they had put out what the Cruises were That would have given people time to see what was available And make an informed decision No, they have to do it this way Where it's a surprise Because apparently Disney thinks it's espionage <laughs> And then they did the same thing with Adventures by Disney. We won't tell you what the new trips are. We're just going to release them. And there's an early booking discount. Well, what we found out is that early booking discount isn't on every trip. And it's limited, at the most, to four spaces per trip. It's not limited by time. The first poor people to book that trip get those spaces. The rest of them are then disappointed that they have to pick a different trip or don't get the discount. And now, yesterday, we did the same thing with uh, Free Dining. Where availability was riotously limited. And there's threads all over the board. And then you couldn't get through on the phone, which makes everyone even more, creates even more hysteria. You
0: know, I and to some degree, I have defended uh, some of Disney's business decisions uh, where certain things are concerned because it's a business. But there comes a point where Disney is going to have to take a look at the overarching message that seems to be getting sent out, um, the perception, whether it's f- fair or not, in some cases it is fair, in some cases it isn't, but it's an overarching message that keeps building. I got, I'm got i not going to say where I got it from just because I don't think I should, but I got an interesting email today uh, asking me if I thought that Disney was starting to get nervous about attendance this summer because all of a sudden they've pulled a lot of the blackout dates for florida residents on their passes going through the summer um and again this is just completely wild speculation on my part i've got nothing to go on here but i wonder how many times have i said as long as people keep showing up and paying disney's going to keep doing it are we reaching that tipping point where you have hysteria like this over free dining? You know, it's like, Oh, we're offering free dining to three people. Um, and now you have just managed to piss off rightly or wrongly. 98% of your, of your highest affinity group. Um, you know, we're going to talk about the after hours event. And I have a certain opinion on that. Uh, other people don't, other people think it's a money grab. Um, whether or not it is or isn't, the fact of the matter is the perception is out there that it's a money grab. Uh, you have the early morning events that they just announced. You have the cutbacks going on, the thanks Shang. There's a whole thing going on you know, for, for weeks now uh, on, on Twitter with the hashtag thanks Shanghai because they ran so far over budget on Shanghai Disneyland that they're cutting back on things at domestic theme parks to help offset the cost. Um, you have stories coming out that now that Tom Staggs is out, uh, the the number crunchers are taking over, and it's all about trying to pull back on, uh, on on expenses and cut costs and do all this while prices are rising. You have the New York Times. I think it was the New York Times in the last few weeks had a major article written about how Disney is no longer affordable for families. Um You have this over, this this continuing narrative going on. At what point, at what point does it take?
3: Well, I would have to say Disney talks a lot. At every event I go to, we hear about how to be a good travel partner. Right now, I feel my travel partner, I'm in an abusive relationship. This has become ridiculous to try and make a phone call to book someone and have a four or five hour wait.
4: Literally. Yes. That's literal. I'm not
3: joking. That's, that's not, not an exaggeration. Um, or unable to get through at all. Right. Yesterday, the phones went down and there were busy signals or you got cut off. And now Disney has imposed a 90 minute time limit. So it doesn't matter how many guests you have to book at 90 minutes. You don't get a goodbye. You get cut off. Phone ends. Goodbye. I, I, that's not being a good travel partner. I'm sorry, it's not, and I'm sure they're going to be angry with me for saying this, but I, I think to myself, I, this I is th- an abusive relationship.
0: I don't think you're the only travel agent saying it. No.
3: Well, you know? I have a, I have a platform right. True, now. true. And this is an abusive relationship. The fact that you know I have to wait four or five hours to talk to someone and then have 90 minutes with Adventures by Disney. There were three hour waits the other day. Mm-hmm. Now, when you have a guest who's looking to save that early booking discount. You sit there on the phone absolutely helpless. Now, at least with Disney Cruise Line, guests can do things online, but not the first day. The first day, everything has to be done by phone. These are not things that Disney tells guests. So what that does is that makes us look like we're not doing our job, Mm -hmm. that we have failed in some way. And I I have to defend the people who work with us, that Mm. work on our team. They have been on the phone. They're up at the crack of dawn. They're pre-dialing the phone and not pressing the last number to try and get one of those first calls in. And then you get the hold music, and you're on the phone from 8 a.m. till 4.30 before you get to talk to a a customer service rep, who then gives you 90 minutes of
4: their time like it's… A, a controlled substance. Some some things can still be done online. So we have agents who get up 5 o'clock in the morning waiting for that to open up so they can start working at 5 o'clock in the morning. It's crazy. I want to go back to the summer for a minute. I said this on another show. Disney is definitely seeing a problem with their summer attendance and their summer resorts. This awakened summer promotion. Unprecedented, 30% off a deluxe resort through the summer, plus there's still availability at that discount. So you know that Disney is having a hard time filling their resorts during this summer. I don't know what the mentality is behind free dining, because apparently they don't have a problem. If you've just opened up two rooms at a resort, then you apparently don't have a problem filling your resort. But you know that this summer is for some reason light for Disney, probably because of all of the construction. Probably because of the fact that half of, you know, People certain are parks are, yeah. are not accessible. There's well I know
0: that I know that part of the issue that they're having this summer is that the Brazilian economy is in the toilet basically. And a lot of the tour groups that would normally come from Brazil are not coming this summer. Now we can, you know, all say, Oh good, you know, no Brazilian tour groups, but all judgment aside, um, that's a big business for Disney. Brazil is very big business for Disney. So one of their biggest markets just had the bottom fall out of its economy, and they tend to travel in the summer. So that, I think, is part of driving it. But I also think there must be some... And again, this is speculation on my part. I don't have anything to go on here other than just my experience and gut instinct. At some point in time, this is just going to go too far. It's just going to go too far. And... At, you know wh- I, where is it and i wonder i just kind of feel like we might be cuz it's one thing after another before this it seemed to be spaced out more like these these issues and these decisions were spaced out in a certain way that people would get upset and then calm down and then get upset and then calm down but now it just is like any it, it's like they're tone deaf to what's being said in the world about them and they don't care because they're just saying, well, look, you know, we're making all this money, so we don't care. And here's what Disney does historically, because we saw it after 9-11. They had this, Im- you know, immeasurable arrogance going into 9-11. And then those two buildings fell down and their business went along with it. And all of a sudden they saw three ghosts in the middle of the night and they were changed change man in the morning. But now it seems like it's kind of gone back to that arrogance.
3: Disney Cruise. I I apologize. You can go first. Disney Cruise Line just released pricing. Now I'm going to go to the most obscene and the most extreme example for a 10-day cruise for four people in the Royal Suite out of Port Canaveral. Does anybody want to guess at what the cost was? Thirty-five thousand. Sixty-five thousand dollars. Wish that was my client. I paid more. (laughs) I paid less for my first house and my first four cars now i realized that was a while ago but $65,000 we heard the same thing over and over again are they kidding so i think to myself you have four ships now you're already talked about building two more where is there to go how many people do you have to alienate before you realize now we have six ships something's going to have to give and the fact that we have to hide this information like it's national security that we can't tell people where we're gonna go or what days we're gonna go or what our schedule is going to be and until we throw it all out on the table at once and then crash our systems. At what point does that become the most stupid business model you can possibly
4: imagine? We compare them to Royal Caribbean all the time. Royal Caribbean's launches are spaced out, you know weeks in advance that Second week in April, we're going to launch our European cruises. Here are the dates. Here are the itineraries. Even sample pricing is put out, so that the people
3: booking European or interested in European cruises don't have to compete for the the agent time for the people who are looking to book the Southern Caribbean.
0: Right. right. You're or talking the about month.
2: the pricing. I had several clients. They cruise almost the exact same week every year, and that and it's out of Port Canaveral, so the exact same stateroom, exact same cruise went up almost $3,000 yep. for the exact see this of on people. the boards.
4: There's a great thread on the boards where people are keeping track of pricing, and they, they talk about that. Go,
7: going back to kind of what Pete was saying, uh, I also think Disney's having a little bit of a hard time understanding uh, how people perceive them, and that we talked a little bit a, a couple podcasts ago about they had the cuts at Hollywood Studios with the actors uh, there at the same day that the price tickets went up. And I don't think... No one up high at Disney really understands when people see those two news stories come out on the same day or within the same week. You know, you put those two things together, it's you know, it doesn't add up.
4: Because I think in their minds, it, they're not related. Right. I think in their minds, they're two completely separate things. I also think the
3: fact that the majority of people do not understand that Disney is not one giant company. Mm-hmm. Disney is one giant umbrella. Mm-hmm. And I'm finding out That Adventures by Disney is an entirely
4: different set of the part of the company than D twenty three, and that they don't speak. And to your point, corporate pricing is different than entertainment. Right, is different than parks and resorts. I mean, it's just.
3: I also have to say that Disney's not new with this. Disney's been doing theme parks since nineteen (sighs) fifty five. Disney's been
4: doing movies since the late twenties.
3: They've been around a while.
4: This is not news. The, mo- yeah, the most disturbing thing is we are now 17 years in business and what happens every year, every year we can't get through on the phones, we can't get things to work online. You think, how long is it going to take you to realize it? But you said it a, a while ago, why, br- why fix it
0: if it's not broken? Yeah. If they're filling their resorts and they can fill their ships. Well, and that's what I'm saying is that if we're getting to a point where they are starting to see a softening of resort bookings theme park attendance. then you will hear this sound eventually. That will be the collective crapping of the pants in Burbank. They will, because they, they are just in a mode right now where no, that's not going to happen. We're not ever going to have to worry about this. And if it starts to turn in a real way, if the narrative that it's too hot, it's too crowded, the lines are too long, it's too expensive. Too much is closed. Too much is closed. Too much is under construction. Too much is being pulled away. These are all narratives. It's what the end of April. This is our last show in April. Mm-hmm. Um, so four months of doing shows, and we have discussed those narratives <laughs> individually or collectively <coughs> on every show we have done in the last four months. Mm-hmm. Those narratives have come up. So at what point? I don't know the answer to that. I wonder, though, something inside is telling me just the atmosphere and the attitude that I'm seeing and feeling from people. We might be getting close, finally. We might be getting close to where people are saying enough is enough.
3: I hear something all the time. You guys are so negative about Disney. Well, that's because we approach Disney from a different point of view. I understand. I don't come once a year any longer. I'm a local, <clears throat> but I also see We also see Disney from the backside. We see what it's like to work with Disney. So I think that makes us maybe even a little more critical.
0: Well, I look. I certainly. I don't think anybody's going to tell me that. You know, um, I think I've gotten easier on Disney as the years have gone on. I think I'm just mellowed. Um, that and sobriety, um, but <coughs> I. Look, I love Disney. I love the parks. I love the resorts. I love so much about Disney. But part of our job here is to point out what we see and what we think, good and bad. You know, we'll give a... You okay?
5: Excuse me.
2: Oh, oh,
0: there she goes. Something went down the wrong pipe. Um. Oh, no, oh, wow <laughs> ladies and gentlemen Teresa's love
3: <laughs> I think Teresa <laughs> might have a fur ball
0: <laughs> um, she licks the cats to clean them It's you know I keep telling Memories. her she's got to stop um, but anyway so yeah look I, I understand some people think we're too negative on Disney I think if you actually listen to what we, what we say every week I think we're very balanced I think we're very balanced about it
3: there's no one in this room that doesn't love Disney <laughs> but I love John but i also see you know we're honest about what our faults are and what we you know try to be you're driving me crazy kind of thing so it's not that you can't it's not that you have to have one without the other you don't have to be overwhelmingly you don't have to be all one way or another. Well,
0: sometimes I think that some people's emotional stability rests on never hearing anything negative about Disney. Yeah. Um, is how it comes They're across to place, me that you know? if they hear anything negative about Disney, it somehow is like an assault on their person.
3: Don't you remember when we first started doing restaurant reviews? If I said I didn't like somebody's restaurant, they sent me hate mail. Mm. And I, I, I used to think, you really care what I think? Because i got to be honest with you. I'm not entirely sure I care what you think. It's it's you know your opinion of a restaurant doesn't change my anything about my life. It's just entertainment. It's
0: just an opinion. Just our it's experience. Just
3: an experience. If you have a different experience, bully for you.
0: Yeah, exactly. So, so okay, I'm done. All right, boy, we went long on that one. So let's. Okay, uh, so are we done? We are. No, we're going
4: second news story. Soaring around the world to open June seventeenth. Guests can. Guests on both coasts will soon have a chance to soar over the Great Wall of China and the Sydney Harbor in Australia when Soaring Over the World debuts at Epcot and Disney California Adventure on June 17th, 2016. The updated attraction will premiere first at Shanghai Disneyland, thanks Shanghai, but then open the (laughs) next day in the U.S. parks. Also on June 17th, guests at Epcot will experience a new interactive queue um, and and a third theater. Epcot guests can begin booking FastPass Plus for Soarin' Around the World on April 21st, so that has already passed. Uh, What won't change is the immersive multi-sensory experience with exciting sights, sounds, and even smells.
0: I'm excited about Soarin'.
4: Some people are excited, some people are nervous.
0: Nervous. Nah, I don't think they're going to screw it up.
3: I just think the other one was so perfect. I have to I'm one of those let's wait and see how it does. I thought the other one was perfect.
5: Um I'm with Kevin. I don't think that this one will be bad, but they literally every choice they made with the last one was right from the score to the locations, the timing, the time of day that they actually filmed the locations the to. It was just everything was spot
7: on about it.
3: But I think that also goes to our what I've been accused of being too nostalgic. And I think, you know, but it was so good.
7: I'm in, I think, I don't know, I'm torn because I love the old one like you guys did, but the way I think about it is that as long as that one's still in Disneyland and you could still go and that's still open with, the, with that overlay, and we have, there's both, I think that that's kind of cool, too, that, you know.
1: It's providing you, a different experience. Oh, I didn't know that. They're going to have both?
7: <laughs> I think Disney, or California Adventures is still keeping, nope. soaring over no, California. No, it's not no. Uh, no. I mean, right now it? it's right
0: now theirs is open still, but it's switching over at some point on June seventeenth for Disneyland Disney. and World.
7: Oh, okay. I didn't know that. I love your idea. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, that's what I think they should do then well, you because have
0: have, you have multiple theaters. Why can't you do it? Well, because they need to. They had to add the theater, the extra theater, because I mean, first of all, Fast Pass. You, you may return, dear. You're right. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Teresa Eccles. As she moves past,
7: ooh.
0: <laughs> I think I saw a boob. <laughs> oh, Okay. Get some boob
2: there. Sorry about that. All right. <laughs> okay.
0: okay. Um, do we really have to go there? You should see her at Mardi Gras. Um, I, you know, they, they had to add the third theater because, I mean, we all—I mean—the lines at Soren are legendary. The inability to get a fast pass for Sorin is legendary. So they had to do something to help alleviate crowds, and this is one of the things they're doing. So I doubt very seriously they would consider dedicating one theater theater to the old one. Um, I think they'd be cutting their nose off despite their oh, face. Like
3: Could
4: you imagine right. the, the hassle of I'm in the wrong line,
0: right. yeah. or I just
4: want to see this one, and then that one becomes backed up.
5: Yeah, yeah. but soaring over California in Disneyland, I mean, whenever they made that entire area Grizzly Peak, and they extended that and got rid of the old airfield style that they had in their Condor Flats, they just. Soaring over California Fit in even better there So they should keep that one As soaring
7: over California Because yeah. that's That's where it's Hello. meant to My be My confusion in probably <laughs> Came just because That fits so well That I just assumed Incorrectly But, but I don't have a problem With ours
5: becoming Soren around the world I think that actually Fits in better for Epcot Whereas yeah. Soaring over California Fits in better for there And yeah. make it two unique experiences
0: That would be awesome like, I don't think I they will I don't either They're not going to no. But I think I agree so, But also now, we also know from the press event last week that Rivers of Light Memorial Day weekend is what they're saying now, right? You no. Know,
5: I was going to talk about that at Rapid Fire, but I have another Rapid Fire we can I can bring up, too. Uh, with Rivers of Light, it is now being postponed indefinitely into the summer opening. Uh, on Memorial Day will be a Jungle Book. Oh, that's right. It
0: was Jungle Book.
5: To... Be in the place of Rivers of Light. So basically, it's going to be uh, using the fountain screens and everything they set up, uh, all the effects. that is very similar to Phantasmic or World of Color on a much, much smaller scale at Animal Kingdom. So it'll be all Jungle Book and then Rivers of Light once they can fix all okay, that so they're crap.
0: doing that Memorial Day weekend, and I forgot which website it was today. I think you sent it out to us. Yeah. That they're just casting... For that show,
5: yeah, extra musicians and such. I believe it was on WDW Magic, right? So, right. Um, and obviously, this probably wouldn't have happened if Jungle Book didn't end up becoming a success. But the movie's doing really well. well. I think
0: it's Jungle Book becoming a success and uh, Rivers of Light literally sinking yeah. to the bottom of the lagoon. Um, Do
4: you yeah. think that river's cursed? I nothing <laughs> works ever. On I don't the, river. <laughs> the boats from the original, they don't work. They don't work. The new boats don't work. I
5: don't want to go the with like the, uh, Disney. the negativity train on it. I know Corey and I were both left unimpressed with the little bit of Rivers of Light that they did show us. Uh, good music, uh, beautiful imagery. The fountain technology is definitely crystal clear, absolutely sharp. But without just that section of the show, they showed us was was without all the barges and the. The, all the impressive stuff they're showing us pictures of, but we don't get to see. And with that kind of section, it was a little bit on the bland side. So,
0: well, let's see what it, we'll re, yeah. we can reserve judgment on that until we actually see the whole thing yeah. in, in its entirety. But well, it um, actually works. You know, I'm glad that Animal Kingdom is getting some stuff, but this uh, Rivers of Light debacle is a real black eye for them.
3: Do you remember when Test Track opened,
0: or mm-hmm. was supposed
3: to open? What was it like? Four years, five years? Oh, it was later? crazy. I called it Perpetual Test no, Track What was it?
5: It was supposed to open in 97 and it opened in 99
3: It seemed longer You would go to Epcot and all you would hear was the cars racing around
0: Well that's because it opened in 99 But it was still breaking down every 20 minutes right. um, They, I mean it was a couple of years After it opened that Before they could actually get it to run Reliably all the time And
3: see Disney's good about announcing things And then not opening them for months or years However they don't announce A Disney Cruise Line schedule so I think one group should talk to another group.
5: <laughs> I will say though, in terms of uh, the other, they're adding all the new nighttime entertainment starting Memorial Day at Animal Kingdom. So that includes the nighttime safari, which was impressive in some parts and other parts they need a little bit more lighting to see the animals a little bit better. Uh, but the one cool thing is the Tree of Life Awakening that they're doing, where they're that doing looks the really cool show on it. And uh, we got the chance to talk to Joe Rohde about it for just a couple minutes after we got to see it. And you know the way he described it is it's all going to be random. It's not like sh- set show times throughout the night. So you can just be walking around and all of a sudden you'll see the trees start coming to life. And there's going to be multiple shows that they debut with. And then even more will be added in the future because it's all the projection technology. Um, that will be something that people should be
7: excited about. It was very, very cool.
1: The pictures look cool.
5: Yeah, it was amazing.
7: I'm kind of excited that it's not going to be a set showtime Yeah, just because you won't have that conglomerate of like mass people all surrounding the Tree of Life. They didn't want that. Yeah, so so I think that's smart.
4: Cool. All right, our third and final news story. Three new food kiosks have been announced for the new town center area at Disney Springs set to open next month. Aristocrapes we will serve a variety of crepes including both sweet and savory options
1: i love that name can i just say that
4: <laughs> wine beer hard alcohol soda uh frappes or frapes depending on who in the room you talk to uh hot cocoa will, will also be available i'm not going to read all of the menu items the next one is the daily poutine will feature four <laughs> versions of the canadian favorite all served on thick cut fries um, and then there will be a third restaurant which will have artisan sausages, and it's BB Wolf's Sausage Company. Uh, they will also serve draft beer and fountain soda. The Daily Poutine and BB Wolf's Sausage Company will open May 15th. Arisa Crepes will open May 22nd.
3: It doesn't matter how many times you say it, no matter how <laughs> I much giggle. I know what it is, it sounds like a bad word.
4: It does. <laughs> It does well. There is something about the, you know these new names of restaurants that are coming to Disney property. How about the one, the, the ice cream shop that Julie told us about a couple of weeks of the boardwalk, Ample Hills? Oh. I mean, <laughs> tell me really? that doesn't tell me that doesn't sound like. About
1: that.
0: Oh, <laughs> you did. It's so sad.
4: That sounds like it really would be an establishment on
0: the New Jersey boardwalk. Running, that running up to two <laughs> children for this It's to New York. I it's finally got to on the show you.
1: like every three weeks, so yeah, I don't remember. <laughs> right. It's
0: finally gotten it, to her.
1: I always think
3: it's like, be careful. I can see your poutine.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, poutine sounds like a bad word to me. It does. No, Poutine's it, just good,
5: though. Yeah, it's uh, ever, there's nothing wrong. This actually, well, they've been swinging is... that way for a little while now,
0: so. <laughs> We were just talking about that outside.
5: <laughs> the uh, the names Isn't they the came bro? up with for <laughs> these restaurants are probably the most creative things that Disney has done in the past ten years. Oh, stop it! <laughs> <Our> <laughs> that's I stop love it. it. Oh, wait you BB get to my Wolves, That's great. A
0: You Krapes. might, I might change your mind. But it's the most creative thing Disney's done in ten years. I love puns.
1: Me too. so These is are cool. amazing.
0: Yeah, but okay, I think they've done other creative things in the last ten years. But I okay. don't know.
2: And sausages, (laughs) a whole restaurant. All right, right. I want to. That'll do it for uh, the news.
0: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I I just I want to talk quickly about the Skipper Canteen, uh, the Jungle Skipper Canteen at the Magic Kingdom. Uh, Something I, a restaurant I've talked about that I absolutely love. We did a little uh, mini sode on it a few months ago, um, and I'd written an article about about this restaurant. Just that uh, I really loved it, and I love the menu. And I love that it was an adventurous menu and some really cool stuff on there. And that I wished people would give it a try because otherwise Disney was going to end up dumbing down the menu because it's what we do. And as I said in today's Daily Fix, this is why we can't have nice things because people want a dumbed down menu. And that's exactly what it looks like they're about to do. So, you know, I hope... I hope they're able to do this in a way that preserves at least a little bit of what this restaurant was trying to accomplish, which was to give you something other than hamburgers and chicken nuggets. Um, But I have a feeling that's what we're going to end up with here is hamburgers and chicken nuggets because anything over McDonald's is considered adventurous for some people. And if you're one of them, shame on you. Shame on you. For not trying something different, not being open enough to try something different, I've even tried seafood. And wow! When you will see video in June of me at uh, the uh, Cove, uh, Cove, the Bar. Cove Bar in California Adventure eating lobster nachos, and
1: you oh, survived well, anything on a nacho is good. And
0: I—I'll I, tell you something, <laughs> it was very good. Let's see, it was very good. And I would actually go back there and order those again.
3: Welcome to the party.
1: Yeah, I love lobster. Oh, man.
0: Well, you see, I, a couple times I had it, it was like rubbery. Oh, no. And they didn't cook it right. No. And this, was, this, t- this is what I imagined fresh lobster would taste like. And it was incredible. And Will and I both, not big seafood eaters at all. I mean, I don't eat seafood well,
1: at all. Well, he's landlocked. That's understandable.
0: And <laughs> so we have a video of him and I. And you'll see, that's one of the many videos you'll see in June when we do our whole Disneyland thing. But, uh you know, it's I I just I I hope I really hope that they don't dumb it down too much. I hope they don't dumb it down. I mean, look, I can understand kids, you know, wanting chicken nuggets and hamburgers and hot dogs. I get that with kids, but they're doing this for the adults, and I think it's a shame because I thought this was a very inventive, creative menu. Somebody took a lot of risks with this, and I wish it had paid off. Uh, We don't know what the menu is going to be. We don't even know if they're actually, this is a rumor going around, but I'm pretty sure it's accurate. But I just, I'm really disappointed. I'm really disappointed. So I just wanted to get that out there. So with that, we will move on to Roundtable Rapid Fire. And we'll start with you, Johnny. All right. It looks like
4: uh, seasonal pricing is coming to Castaway Cay. Um, This is for their cabanas. If you book a cabana on sailings between April 22nd and September 24th, 2016, there will be increased pricing, $599 for the family beach cabana, April 22nd through September 24th, and then back down to $549 after September 24th. So Disney has figured out a way to yield everything, apparently.
0: The cabanas are cool, though. They are cool. Yeah, I tell you, I did that for my fiftieth birthday. And I I gotta be honest, what a what a great way to splurge.
4: The last time I was at like, Castaway Key, I thought it was life changing. Oh
3: my
0: yeah. gosh, yes. It's awesome.
4: Oh, love it. And just part of that story is pricing for the Grand Family Cabana and the cabanas located at Serenity Bay do not change in pricing.
0: Well the Grand Family Cabana, that one holds like twelve, doesn't it? It's like huge. That was that hadn't opened yet when I was there for my birthday. And it was like the cabana right next to us. I'm like, damn, that's big. Kind of peeked in a little bit though, and it just it didn't look much different than just. just more was space. a bigger version of of the regular cabana. So, all right, thank you, John. You're Kevin,
3: uh, Fulton's Crab House, which is opening in the fall, or closed and is reopening in the fall, will have a new name. The Feud restaurant, which is now closed for renovation, is housed in a faux riverboat uh, within Disney Springs. In February, the restaurant filed a worker adjustment and retraining notification stating it would be laying off 214 employees while it underwent its revamp. They have renamed it. It's a Levy restaurant or a Levy restaurant. Levy. I yeah. I, L-E-V-Y. I'm not sure how they pronounce it. New decor, a rooftop lounge, and an outdoor bar are also part of the revamp. The menu will offer fresh seafood dishes such as lobster risotto with poached Maine lobster, saffron, and Meyer lemon oil, redfish with coconut milk, crab broth, tomato peppers, and ginger, as well as rotating catch of the day. Other dishes like fan favorites from Fulton's will return, including Florida stone crab, Alaskan king and queen crab, and lobster corn dogs. The restaurant will reopen this fall. Um, this is part of a re- major revamp Happening at Disney Springs And blah 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 You know the rest And they've come up with a new name for it And I think the menu sounds great And I think the location sounds great And I think the rooftop bar sounds great Not this mm-hmm. new name The new name of the restaurant is Paddlefish
2: No You just that, made well, that crap I, right.
0: No No it's, it's a, Paddlefish
7: Bless my heart I, I wish they'd go back to the original name The yeah, Lily Yeah that'd be cool I'm,
3: Paddlefish does not sound like a destination to no. me No It sounds
7: like a quick serve yeah. Like type of
0: Paddlefish. What the?
3: Paddlefish. P A D D L E F I S H. I hate the name.
0: Yeah, it's a terrible name. Agreed.
3: The, everything else about it sounds great. I'm
2: sorry for Brought the, to you by it. the same people that brought to you Poutine Heaven or whatever that other place is Poutine Heaven. <laughs> 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 All right.
4: Thank you, Kevin. Teresa. All,
2: All right. right. Hilton has opened a new. Uh, Homewood Suites at the port. It's actually the closest hotel to the port now. It's right when you come over the bridge. And um, it's so there. it's like in the little terminal area? No, it's oh, like when you come over the second bridge yeah. as you're coming into Cape Canaveral, Port Canaveral. It's right there on um, on your left. I've uh it's an extended stay hotel, which I find interesting for that area. But um, I'm going to check it out this weekend. I have a reservation for the weekend. That's
4: not the one that's got that fancy sail shape to it. Mm-mm, no. That's a different building. No, this one just went up, and it's only been open
2: like a couple of weeks. Um, it's They're charged $6 for parking. The rates, uh, I found, were like 148 to 200 and something, depending on the day, and what they offer a lot of different discounts. It's like Hilton. Pets are allowed. Uh, $6 parking, I say that. Full um, hot breakfast in the morning, mm. which would be a plus for a family, I think. So
3: You talk about pets being allowed. I just read an article. The Queen Mary encourages people to bring their dogs on their cruise. I'm thinking of going.
0: You should. Lord.
3: So anyway, I'm staying this weekend. I'll let you know
2: what what
1: I think
0: about it. All right. Thank you, Teresa. Mrs. Martin.
1: Okay, a new act will be coming to the Canada Pavilion at Epcot next month. Trade Nation, the French Canadian musical group at Epcot is going to be ending their limited engagement. Alberta Bound, a traditional Canadian folk band, is going to take over on May 1st. Taylor's birthday. Okay. <laughs> Alberta Bound has played at Epcot in the past, usually when Off-Kilter was off.
2: <laughs>
1: and then, um, Hashtag Off-Kilter Off. <laughs> they go on to say that um, they're going to be moving to short-term entertainment going forward. So don't expect Alberta Bound to be around for very long. I don't. I haven't seen any of the entertainment since Off Kilter stopped. so like
2: from over here without my glasses.
1: I have no (laughs) opinion on this, but I like folk music. A lot of flannel. I
2: like folk music.
0: (laughs) It's Canada. I don't know. I don't don't know.
1: (sighs) I'm partial to the UK.
3: I think it's better than the Lumberjacks.
1: Oh no I don't. I don't That know. was just too loud
5: I'm just kind of over the entertainment in Epcot anymore That World Showcase I don't really like any of it So I'm just going to experience other things You
4: know like that creepy French clown
5: I hate the French clown I hate the mime in Italy He is yeah, the, the absolute mime in Italy, Sergio or me, what? He is yeah. awful <laughs> yeah,
4: Terrible The creepy French clown and the mime Two of my oh. least favorites uh, I don't know <laughs> you're <laughs> like just gonna say the rest so, of the show I don't know I don't know, <laughs> I don't
3: know. <laughs> I don't know. say something no, positive just,
0: with the whole with the whole ca- candidate I mean with off kilter being so 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 popular mm-hmm. and now they're going to basically like rotate out acts and so there's no you know off kilter was something yeah. there were people that like that was a part of their trip they <laughs> they should go
1: on tour they people do. would go do. oh okay I didn't yeah. know that's what I was wondering I'm like so what do they do now
5: they play all around. They're in, they play up in, like, Winter Garden pretty often, every couple months. So now it's
4: like open mic night. <laughs> That's so sad. Between slam poetry and... <laughs> <laughs>
2: slam poetry. I, love it's, so-
4: <laughs> I don't
5: know. I don't know. <laughs>
4: Thank you, Julie.
5: Gregory. Let okay, so uh, Disney last week, amidst all the other announcements, uh, released the names for the two Toy Story Land attractions. So the roller coaster that is made up of Slinky Dog that Andy built in his backyard uh, will be called Slinky Dog Dash, and uh, the other attraction that will feature the green alien men from Pizza Planet uh, flying around in toy saucers while the the claw looms overhead. Will be known as Alien Swirling Saucers, which people have already shortened it and abbreviated it as they do with most attractions, <laughs> making things extremely interesting. We're gonna go I, ride this, so. or, or,
4: or let's just call it what it is: Green Dumbo. <laughs>
5: I well, green Dumbo. Just, green just gonna Dumbo. say that,
4: yeah, <laughs> Green Dumbo. Yeah.
2: Well, is the slinky thing gonna like the back end gonna catch up with the front end like a slinky dog or?
5: If Disney was really inventive, that would be amazing. Be I think
1: great. that'd be a little dangerous on a roller coaster. Yeah, it'd be cool though, wouldn't it? It <laughs> could scare the crap out of me. <laughs> you're I don't think either of one of them is
3: very forward. imaginative.
0: Well, let's let's see what they are. Yep.
3: that's better than paddlefish.
0: <laughs> okay, <laughs> yeah. as
1: a mother whose son is obsessed with anything Toy Story, um, he's going to be out of his mind.
3: Yeah, this yeah. you know as a person the, without a son. The
5: way I see Toy Story Land shaping up to be, it's going to be a new great Toontown slash uh, the circus area over at Magic Kingdom, that kind of feel. And you know what? Hollywood Studios could really benefit by having more of that in there. All I ask
1: is that they do not put a playground like the Honey, I Shrunk the Kids playground in this land because that is the worst playground ever. I am so glad it's gone.
4: Okay. Not, to be, over. not to be not to be not to be this guy, but that's what they did in Paris. In Paris, they have sort of a Toy Story playland that's smaller rides for kids.
1: As long as I can kids. see my children at all times, I'm okay with it.
0: <laughs> all right, thank you, Craig, Steve.
7: All right, uh, Epcot's Frozen Ever After attraction is to open in June. I don't think they have a specific date yet, but. Um, it's going to open alongside the Royal Summer Hoose, if I'm pronouncing that correctly, which is a meet and greet with Anna and Elsa. should so. it be house? Class. Summer
1: house? H-A-U?
7: Hoose? Hoose? Hoose. Is it Hoose.
0: Hoose? 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 No, who cares? Go ahead.
7: Uh, but yeah, I mean, that's basically it. It's just, uh, you can meet Anna and Elsa and then now you can go okay. on the ride starting in June. Cool.
0: All right.
4: His last rapid fire was frozen. I know. I think his first one was
6: too. Probably. Wow. Oh. There's so much deep.
0: That now. Um All right, thank you, Steve.
6: Ali, hello. Oh. Um, my rapid fire is—I've not said anything for a while. I can hear my own voice now. Um, yeah, we, we can. Too. Been, we can <laughs> too. Funny how that works. <laughs> <laughs> my, my rapid fire is uh, Let him talk. Go
2: ahead.
6: Thank you. Thank you so much. Is uh, the uh, rumor that I read on the boards that Club Villain may be getting uh, an overlay or rethemed? Sorry to Star Wars. Oh, no, come on. Really? Well, I thought that as well. What they might be doing, because it's such like a versatile theater, they might just be doing something else within that building because they already do like the dance parties. I I don't know. They finally
0: have they've got something here that is fantastic. I got to tell you, I was so blown away by that experience. So, oh, hey, we're doing it right. Let's mess it up. Um,
6: well, if it's popular, I don't see them taking it away. They might just add to it. It might just be something else you can do.
0: I don't know how you can mix those two things together. I mean,
2: you bring in Star Wars bad people, no,
0: right? No, no. Would not with Cruella Deville and the Evil Queen, yeah, you know.
1: Club
3: villain plays the Star up, Wars
1: Cantina? Dude.
0: I get, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. I hope that's. I hope that's wrong. But not you that already rumor... see
1: these people somewhere else? These Star Wars folks. Most of them. Yeah.
0: Everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Every. I'm pretty sure there's one outside my house so, right now. Yeah. I mean, they're I everywhere. Oh. Yeah, but you don't
6: you pay like don't, the extra charge for the privilege. So.
7: I think it should just be called Star Wars uh, Park, basically. Now, yeah, since so like
4: Star Wars Land.
7: Yeah.
0: I don't know. All right. You don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I give up. <laughs> I give up. All right. uh, Before we wrap up, I want to spend a few minutes talking about the after hours event at the Magic Kingdom. Uh, The team had a chance to do that last Thursday. And I'm going to tell you something. I know people are, there are a lot of people out there that are very upset that it's $150 for three hours. And I'm, I'm not trying to be insensitive to that. I'm really not. And I, some people, I got some, some, some emails on the last show because of some of the things I said about it and I want to be clear if somebody accused me of uh, uh, basically saying that people that didn't have the means to do it were somehow uh, bad and of course that's not what I'm saying
2: <laughs> Wow!
0: I'm saying that people who feel they should be entitled to it uh, or because they can't afford it it shouldn't exist um, or have this sense of entitlement to it is what I have a problem with, um, but all that being cast aside, um, we were able to get into the park at 7 p.m. without having to use a ticket. Park was open till 2 a.m. with from with uh, the period from 11 p.m. to 2 a.m. being exclusively for people who paid for the event. You get a lanyard, and uh, you get uh, soft drinks and ice cream are free throughout the night, which was kind of cool. I'm going to tell you something. It has been a long time since I have walked through the Magic Kingdom and at points not seeing anyone else because pretty much the entire park is open. 26 attractions are open during this event. And you got, uh, those guys went on mine train. First of all, it was a walk-on. And they could have gotten off and gone right back. They could have spent the three hours just going around on mine train if they wanted to. Uh, there were no lines for anything. Um, so I want to, I got to tell you, I utilize that because, you know, I, I enjoy taking pictures. So I utilized the fact that there weren't really a lot of people in the park to set up a tripod and take some shots and play around and have fun with my camera. An experience. I'm gonna be honest. For me, for me, that alone was worth 150 bucks. Um, but I want to talk to the other three back there that were present for the event.
7: I wish I could have a time machine now and go back to like I've seen pictures from like the early days of Walt Disney World and the Magic Kingdom when there weren't that many people, and that's like I felt like I was looking living in those pictures of walking around and like seeing one or two families walk by and not feel like you're like shoulder to shoulder when you're walking by Peter Pan and it's a small world where it all jams up there. Um, Yeah, I, I think this is something that if you have the money to do it, it's well worth the value. And it's something that for a person that might be here for a short stay especially and you can't do that second day at the Magic Kingdom or something... This would be a good a great option because you can really get the whole park covered mostly in one night. So
2: were there children there? Yeah. So people did bring kids at yeah. like that price.
7: Yes, and we judged them all and we called them bad
5: parents and <laughs> said shame and all that good stuff. Cool. Um we probably I probably took
4: them out of school for it. Yes. Yeah. Yes.
5: If there would have been whippings available, we would have done that too. But um I You know, from a local's perspective, it was absolutely a great time. $150 on top of an annual pass is kind of, that might be steep for a lot. I look at it in the aspect of if this event would have been, if it's offered like out in Disneyland for the trips that I take, since that's where I primarily vacation to now to a Disney park If they offered the same thing there and it was one of those nice trips that I was taking with Kylie in a heartbeat, I would pay the exact same to do that out there. So if I was probably up in Pennsylvania still coming down on vacation, I would almost absolutely still go out of my way to pay the money to do this, too. Um,
0: Well, One of the things that I had said to Kathy, Kathy and I were Kathy and I come to the same conclusion uh, because we ran into each other on the ferry going back to the transportation and ticket center. And if you cut, if you would normally spend two days, if you've been to the Magic Kingdom a hundred times and you would normally spend two days there, maybe lobbing those two days that you would put on your park hopper, take those off, don't buy those, and do this instead. It's still going to be more money, but not as much. And what a unique experience to have in the Magic Kingdom be able to ride everything you want, experience everything you want in a way that you've probably not done it before or haven't done it like that in a very long time, that's – and i got to be honest. I'm, I, I hear all this talk that it's not for locals. Well, I don't know. I've lived here since 1998. I've been here 18 years now, so I'm pretty much a local. When I talk and of, I can't wait to go back.
3: When I talk of my memories of the park, that's what I remember. I've shown you pictures where we're the only people in the picture. Mm -hmm. Um, That's what I remember as a kid, being able to go from, my mother used to call it running from pillar to post, and being able to do whatever we want. So again, maybe there's a nostalgic side to this, but it's like it's available again. And it's not mandatory. No one's forcing you to do
0: this. Exactly. Exactly. And you're not taking anything away. It's not like they're closing the park earlier in order to accommodate this, like they would do for—
4: Which was the complaint about the parties. Right. The parties was that the Magic Kingdom was closed so often at 7 o'clock or 6 o'clock at night that people thought they were
0: getting cheated out well, of their there are Magic
3: people England. who are complaining that now the park is more crowded from 7 to 11, so they are having things taken away from them.
0: No. Well, I'm sorry. It wasn't. It wasn't no, at not all. Not bad, not bad. I, I can't didn't,
4: imagine the amount of, amount of people we paying still, for this event that
0: added that. Eight much o'clock. I got there at eight o'clock, and I think what was the first thing we went on? Um, where we, do we go? We did
5: pirates. We did jungle cruise. We, we went on
0: pirates, and pirates was fifteen minutes, not, and fifteen minutes, but it was actually more of a walk on. Yeah, um, and that was at eight o'clock, um, and jungle cruise was a walk on for us at eight o'clock. So. There were you know if there were extra people in the park, it the night that we were there, this was last Thursday. Um, it certainly wasn't it certainly wasn't crazy. Um, but any you know the most that there's going to be in the park is you know anybody moaning about that is full of it because um, they capped these parties at 3,000. They have not hit that cap yet. Um, the night that we were there it was 1100. So 1,100 people in the Magic Kingdom is not something that you're going to see or you're going to feel or is going to affect your experience. I don't even think 3,000 extra people in the Magic Kingdom is going to have that big a dent on a busy day. So,
7: I was kind of surprised. Uh, I know we saw the reports that it didn't do well. like They they weren't reaching their numbers uh, for how many people they wanted to come in. Uh, And I've heard reports online of people saying, oh, I got it... uh, Extra magic thing where a cast member gave me a pass, like as a special magic moment uh, to one of these events. And if that's happening,
0: well, it that's would make not sense. a good sign. It would make for sense.
7: Event, as much as I loved it.
0: It would make sense from the standpoint they need to get the word out what the experience is like. Yeah. Um, because, you know, the announcement itself was greeted with a thud. And this is one of the places where that tone deafness that we were talking about before comes back to bite Disney in the ass. That if they had figured out a way to present this maybe a little differently or package this a little differently or introduce this a little differently, maybe say, you know, eventually it's going to be $150, but for a limited time, we're going to do it for 75 Let you come and experience it. And get people talking about, oh, my God, the Magic Kingdom is empty. Because that's all I could walk around and say was, oh, my God, the Magic Kingdom is empty.
3: And I think this is surprising that one of the main complaints is that the Magic Kingdom is too crowded all the time now. Right. This is your chance to see it like I saw it in the 70s.
0: Right. And it was, I got to tell you, it was one of the best nights I've had in the Magic Kingdom in a very long time, and that's saying something, because I've had some good experiences, especially in the last couple of years. I loved the 24-hour event last year. I had a great time at that. And there was a lot of people in the park for that. Uh, this was like having the park to ourselves. We could decide to go wherever we wanted, do whatever we wanted. Oliver, what were your thoughts on it?
6: I enjoyed it an awful lot. Um, It was strange. It felt very strange to me. It was like, it really was like a ghost town walking around. You know, you could hit parts of the park where there was just nobody else there. So it it almost felt like they closed the park and you forgot to leave almost. Like, you know, they hadn't ushered you out yet. So it's, I think it's going to pick up in its popularity. I think that people right now aren't seeing the value in it. But when you, because they see that $150 price tag and, you know, immediately they shut down. But when you actually take into account the you know uh, the cost of a day ticket or the cost to add an extra day onto your um onto your pass it, you're actually going to get a lot more done oh, if you're going to buy
0: a one-day ticket to the magic kingdom and you don't do this instead then there's something wrong with you
6: yeah because the argument is you, well you I, I honestly think you'd save money because if you're going for the day you're going to eat inside the park which you wouldn't do necessarily in the evening uh, and eating inside the parks a lot more so you'd save money there initially um, the cost of the actual ticket, if you take it away from the the cost of the event itself, you, you're left with what just just under fifty dollars. And if you're that bothered by it, try and drink and eat your body weight in ice cream and well, I mean that's soda. the thing
0: is that you know you can walk up to and they had plenty of carts around I, that I saw with yeah. ice cream and soft drinks. So you just walk up and said like a Coke, I'd like a bottle of water. Um, let me have a you know a Mickey bar. Let me have an ice cream sandwich. And okay, here you go. You want another one. Um,
6: they were encouraging. As they we were, encouraging were walking by, they were, they were calling There's... us over to take sodas off of them. Was, I think they were, the cast members were enjoying it just as much as we were. Yeah. You know, it, was, yeah. it was crazy. Until and they called us Backstreet Boys. That upset me. That was not okay. Wait, <laughs> were you
5: what? singing?
4: You prefer One Direction, do you? Yeah. No Direction. No Direction. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> i I, I got to tell you, I think it was phenomenal. I think it was an amazing experience. And I'm actually thinking about doing it again. I'm thinking about just kind of going over by myself.
2: Was take, that fun?
0: Taking my just to take my camera. Yeah. Just to take my camera and and just kind of have that and not have to look at Craig. Yeah. Um, that's worth 150. That's worth 150 oh, right man. there.
5: I'll leave right now if you give me 150 bucks. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you are cheap. Yeah. Really. <laughs> Um, So, yeah, I I, got to tell you, I I thought it was great. I understand why some people, you know, think the Magic Kingdom should be free to them and empty all the time just for them and their family because they're the only person on the planet. Uh, It doesn't work like that. It just doesn't. This is the reality. The parks are crowded. Um, If you really, really, really want that experience, as Kevin was talking about, that nostalgic experience, or maybe... If you haven't experienced that before, if you want to find out what it's like and create a nostalgic experience for the future, this is a great way to do it. I thought it was well worth 150 bucks.
4: Were there special characters there?
0: Uh, I didn't see I know any know they had. I, I know they had much.
5: Princess, uh, Princess they, Fair was open. Yeah, they had Princess yeah. Fair open, so Anna and Elsa were in there, and they were only like a five or ten minute wait all night too, which is awesome. The, the big thing that I think we even are ignoring is that we all left, I want to say, around about 11:30, or not 11:30, 1:30. So the people who stuck it out all the way till 2, it was it had to even be more dead. So if you waited till that end, there's a chance you might have been like within the last 50 people leaving that park, which I, is very
0: cool. I want to tell you the, 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 the memory flashback I had. you two will remember this. Uh, the memory flashback I had walking out of the park at 1:30 in the morning with virtually no one on Main Street. Uh, When we were in Disneyland Paris, and we did our, for our ABD, Mm -hmm. and we did our last night of the trip, our event in Disneyland Paris Park, and it was just us, and we were walking down Main Street, and everything was empty that night, I flashed back to that was what it felt like. That night is what it felt like to me. And that's the last time I can remember having that experience.
3: When, I, when we get to do something like that, it kind of, I know this is weird, but in my mind, I used to think this is what Walt felt like walking out of his park. Mm. It's my, it, I'm the only one here. I, it, I can see it for all its glory. And there's you know not a, a million people around me. It's a very cool feeling. Um, when you go on an ABD, you also get to walk in in the morning. And they're hours before, hours anybody, before else. anybody else. And they're cleaning the streets. And, you know, you're the only one walking down the street. And you think, this is what Walt felt like when he walked in and thought, you know, this is mine. I built this. It's a very cool feeling.
0: It was. I, I, I loved it. I personally think it was absolutely worth $150. Now, it's going on uh, on Thursday nights, I think, for at least for the next couple of weeks. I don't know if they've announced anything past that yet. Um, I'm wondering if they're going to continue this because they have not made their their cap. Their cap is 3,000 people. So I wonder what they're going to do. If they're going to keep going with it. I hope they do. I hope they give this some time. I think it's going to need more than a month.
3: I have a feeling eventually we're going to see it sell out.
0: Well, I think if the word gets out there that, you know, because what happened was people were so not used to seeing the Magic Kingdom empty they were declaring it a flop.
3: Well, I think people are willing to pay for a premium tour guide, which is 150 an hour right? for the chance no, to get No, it's like 400 on. an hour, I think. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, to get it So that you can be backdoored into rides and you can get ahead of people.
0: Well, and this, I, I got to tell you, I, I would strongly, strongly, strongly suggest, um, if it's within your budget, give this a shot, and I think you'll thank me. Uh, for the experience Because It's something I haven't seen In a long 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 time
7: I want to add Just to go off Kevin Too is that You know being This is even better Than being backdoored Because you get to Sometimes the cue When you just get to Walk right through it Is part of the experience mm-hmm. mm. oh. And so you get to do that I know when we were We walked through Peter Pan And there's a little Interactive part There was like a, a Group of people That were just playing The interactive part Because they got to You know you just, can Yeah you could just Stand there And yeah and not have to well, worry. Also, the
3: idea that if you're on mind And you get to either get off and get right back on or stay on. That's that's valuable.
0: Yeah. It's an experience you're not going to have too often. So, all right, that is going to do it for our show for today. We hope you enjoyed it. And we'll be back with you again next week with another edition of the Diz Unplugged. Thanks for being with us, everyone. And remember go to Disneyland and stay out of the damn lakes. Have a good weekend.